Safe Harbor Wealth Advisors, LLC and Safe Harbor Retirement Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Center for Disease Control or any other government agency. This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're on our website, click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and you can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to even set up a conference call or virtual meeting with me. Again, that phone number is 614-760-0670. Now, in the days after the coronavirus began ravaging the American economy, Congress quickly got to work on what's become officially known as the CARES Act. The CARES stands for the Coronas Aid Relief and Economic Security, or CARES Act. After the House and Senate passed the bill with broad support, President Trump signed it into law. During today's show, we're going to peel the CARES Act apart a bit so you can get a better understanding of its components, and some of them may affect you and and your wallet. But before we really get into our topic, I'd like to introduce my co-host this week and every week, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing great, Corey. Thanks for having me on the show and I'm looking forward to this one. I've heard a lot about this huge uh, coronavirus relief package, um, and I-, I can't wait to dig into that. Uh, you know, it's been crazy. Hunkered down here with my family. We're all doing good, though, still. How about you and your family, Corey? You guys been finding ways to keep busy? Yeah, we have been finding ways to, you know, to keep busy. You know, one of the things we did, it was, it was about a couple-week project, but we just got done finishing uh, painting all of our kitchen cabinets um we actually painted them like some type of white so it's actually brightened up the kitchen a lot more compared to what it was and just like yeah and just like everybody else you know we've been uh uh binge watching some shows just like uh just to just to be able to pass time at night there's no you know of course there's no sports or anything like that so we've been doing some of that and uh you know, Tony, I thought maybe we might even share some of the, uh, I don't know if you have any, but I have some, you know, uh, shows that possibly that people might want to binge watch. And uh, some of the ones that uh, that I've really have, have enjoyed, you know, watching, I don't know if you've, you, you know, have Tony or not, but oh, some yeah. of the shows I've been watching on Netflix and, and uh, Prime, have, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Peaky Blinders. I think that's a, no. a pretty good show to watch. Um, Hunters is another one. And oh, if you I want like to cut, that one. Yeah, and if you want to go back, you know, a, a few years, I think it's some good shows out there are, are Mad Men and Breaking Bad. And then uh, if you like Breaking Bad, then you'll you probably like the, sh- the, the, the show that kind of came off of that. That's, you know, the Better Call Sal. 
Oh, um, I love Better Call Saul. I love that show. Yeah, yes, that's a fun I, one. Yeah, I do like that too. Uh, one we we've we've just finished. You know, the third season of Ozark, which is always I thought a, a good show as well. Oh, so good. And we just started watching uh, Killing Eve, which is actually a BBBC uh, show. But I think that's actually a pretty good one to do to watch as well. So you know, if anyone out there wants to try to binge watch anything, you might want to check some of those shows out. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to check out Killing Eve. I like a lot of BBC shows, and I've never seen that. But yeah, I think two of my favorites right now are are Ozarks and and Better Call Saul. Uh, those are great shows, and the new season of Ozarks was really really good. So. You know, we're trying to stay safe and go about our business. You know, uh, you and I are still working, but we do have time to binge watch with the family. And and I'm keeping a close eye on the news for information about what we need to be doing in our day-to-day lives and hopefully get back to work soon. Uh, you know, I'm looking for news uh, that there might be some sense uh, of a light at the end of this tunnel. But I'm really pleased that we're getting into the CARES Act today. I can't think of a topic that's probably more relevant to people right now. Uh, Corey, is it true this bill had a pr- total price tag of about $2 trillion? Yes, $2 trillion it is, Tony. Um, you know, there's really no sh- you know shortage of outstanding news stories about the CARES Act right now. I mean, it seems like they're talking about that or they're talking about the coronavirus. But one that I thought was particularly well done was a piece um, by Investopedia.com, and it, it's, it was called Corona, Coronavirus Aid, Relief and Economic Security, or CARES Act. And what's really in that two, you know, $2 trillion uh, coronavirus stimulus bill? The bill was signed into law on March 27th, and at $2 trillion. So it's the largest rescue act in American history, and it's really designed to provide relief to large and small businesses, various industries, individuals and their families, gig workers and independent contractors, and of course, hospitals as well. Wow. Wow. So $2 trillion, that should give us plenty of uh, critical information to discuss. Uh, what's, what's the first thing that jumps out at you about the CARES Act? Well, you know, Tony, one of the biggest elements in the new law is the $350 billion that's been earmarked to support small businesses maintaining their payroll and some overhead expenses during this economic you know, emergency. The clear goal is to keep as many workers employed as possible. So a business, a nonprofit, or even veterans organization uh, may receive a small business interruption loan of two and a half times its average monthly, monthly payroll based upon your average in 2019, up to a maximum of $10 million if they have fewer than 500 employees, they have more than 500 employees but still qualify under the the Small Business Administration standard, or they have fewer than 500 employees per physical location, and they are a food service or accommodation business. So it's important to note that for many businesses out there, most or all the $10 million uh, the $10 million loan is, is forgivable as long as you do meet certain standards. Okay. So what does the CARES Act, what does this relief bill say about how that money can be used? 
That's a great question, Tony. No, the loans can be used for payroll, benefits, interest payments, rent, and the, and lastly, utilities. So the fees are waived and and collateral and personal guarantees aren't required. Payments are deferred for a minimum of six months or up to one year, and there aren't you know any prepayment you know penalties as well. Now the bill also includes ten billion dollars in emergency grants for small businesses, private nonprofits. Um, as well, and these grants can be converted into advances on the forgivable loans that we've already discussed. Wow. It certainly seems like this bill is something of a lifeline for a lot of people and especially small businesses out there. And I know we've had something that was called the Economic Injury Disaster Loans or EIDL program for some time. Does the CARES Act change anything about that? It does, Tony. You know, the CARES Act enhances the I or it's actually the EIDL program with the $10,000 emergency relief payments for small businesses that have been affected by the coronavirus. Now, these loans don't have to be repaid, which essentially makes them grants. So small businesses can can qualify for these loans up to $200,000 without personal guarantees. Wow. Wow. So uh, clearly, as countless news reports tell us, unemployment now has skyrocketed since this whole coronavirus upended our lives. What does the CARES Act do for people who are out of work right now? Well, you know, I'm really glad that you did bring this up, Tony, you know, because millions of Americans are struggling right now. And, you know, the latest rate basically is about 22 million people are unemployed. And thankfully, the CARES Act does offer some degree of relief for many of them. The bill extends both eligibility and payment amounts to the unemployed. Importantly, it's also significantly increases who's eligible for unemployment benefits. So essentially, every American worker other than, than remote online workers and those already on paid leave are eligible for this program. And expanding benefits to people like gig workers or contractors, that's a big change, and I think that's warranted. Uh, What else can you tell us about how this bill offers help to the unemployed? Well, Tony, in addition to providing benefits to people who aren't previously eligible, the bill also covers contractors as well as self-employed people whose benefits have already run out part-time workers and workers with previously insufficient work histories. Now, listeners, you know, you should really note, however, that the bill exempts those who can continue working remotely or are already using paid sick leave or other type of uh, leave benefits. Well, you know what? Uh, This is good stuff, and I know you have a lot more to cover, but our time is almost up for this first uh, segment here. Do you have anything else for us before we take a quick break, Corey? Yeah, Tony, you know, this has been a, you know, a heavy but necessary conversation today, um, and I'm really glad that we're having it. Before we go to our break, I'd like to encourage our listeners to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. We can discuss really how my team might be able to help you answer any questions and address any concerns on your path to retirement. You know, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. You know, even if you feel like you're going through a setback right now, and the best way to do that is give 
give us a call at 614-760-0670. You can set up a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And that meeting can take place via conference call, or we can even set up a, uh, a, a video chat via Zoom or something like that as well. Again, that phone number is 614-760-0670. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure that any surprise is a welcome one and help reduce threats to your retirement. At Safe Harbor Retirement Group, we specialize in helping to protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit safeharboroh.com to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, just give us a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. While you're visiting our website, be sure to click on that radio page. You can always check out some past shows, but more importantly, you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. The radio page is also going to allow you to view some previous shows on a number of topics that may be of interest to you. Now, today we've been breaking down the recently signed CARES Act and discussing how it's going to affect America's businesses and workers. Right. And I think it's really been a great conversation so far. Uh, This thing is crazy. And like most federal bills, uh, the CARES Act is a bit of a maze. (laughs) A lot of new rules and regulations and standards you know, stuff the government's good at. But, you know, I think you've done a a good job breaking it down. And I've done my own reading about the bill. I've seen references to changes in taxes. And of course, what everybody wants, and maybe most people have now, is that big, that not big, but a tax credit, those checks they're sending out. Tell us more about that. Yeah, Tony. Well, most of everybody already should, should have really received their checks. Um, of course, it's it's twelve hundred dollars is going to be sent to adults if they earned up to seventy five thousand dollars per year, or if it's a couple, you can receive up to twenty four hundred dollars if it's up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you're also going to be able to receive additional payments of five hundred dollars per child. Now, again, most of you should have already received those checks. Now, one of the one of the things they really did not do a good job of of, of educating people, and that is is if you actually don't file a tax return. So if, if you if you were actually retired, maybe the only thing you're receiving is your social security check and you haven't filed taxes in 2018 or 2019, in order to receive that check, you will need to go back and refile either your 2018 or your 2019 tax return. Um, that's probably the biggest, you know, the, the, the biggest uh, concern out there or probably the ones that or the individuals that did not receive any of the checks right now, Tony. Yeah, and that's too bad. There, there always are some hiccups, and for those people, and for those people who don't have automatic deposit for their taxes set up, uh, they had to either set that up or they were mailed physical checks, which of course takes a little longer. And maybe some people are still getting those. But yeah, uh, it is interesting. And of course, that's a, everybody wanted to know how much will my check be and and when will I get it. But everybody should have received that by now. Um, um, now, one of the things I've been curious about uh, that I, I think will also have a heightened relevance for our listeners is uh, what this bill means for retirement uh, plans or borrowing from your retirement plan. I heard there's an aspect of that. What can you tell us about that? 
Yeah, Tony, I think that's a, a critical point that you just kind of hit on. But the CARES Act allows people to take special disbursements and loans from their tax advantage retirement funds up to $100,000 without any tax penalties. And the, the reason why that's important is up to this, up, up until they actually change this, it was actually only up to $50,000. So they have increased the amount of that you can take a loan out. Now, it also waives the required minimum distribution rules for anyone, too, um, that has a 401k or a thrift savings plan or a deferred comp or any type of retirement account. Now, if you are under the age of 59 and a half, they are also waiving that 10% penalty for you to take to have access to those funds. So, you know, now what I would say with all this, though, Tony, is, is before that you take any money out, um, hopefully, you know, you are taking potentially money away from your retirement savings. So you need to really make sure that you need to be able to do that. But it could be a better situation for you if you did that rather than actually go out and get some type of loan or uh, maybe even putting things on a credit card that has a lot of high interest rates. But, you know, they are, they are going to be able to give you access to those retirement funds if you want to. And one of the other things I did talk about you know, as they did waive, you know, that that uh, requirement distribution for anyone that is 72 years or older this year as well. And the reason why they're doing that simply is because at on December 31st, which is when your required minimum distributions were higher, you know, or actually calculated, everyone's retirement accounts were probably higher before, you know, the, the big drop in the market. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. So, uh, that's good news right there. And, and I think this is a good time, Corey, to remind our listeners that before they do anything with retirement funds or uh, strategies like that, or especially try to remove money or consider that, they need to talk to an experienced and trusted independent financial professional like yourself, because uh, you could really make some big mistakes uh, tax-wise, and it could cost you a lot of money or you could really uh, jeopardize your retirement funds later. Um, now, are there tax implications for businesses within the CARES Act? You know, Tony, there absolutely are. You know, for businesses, the bill creates a new employee retention credit against employment taxes to urge businesses to retain and pay their workers during any quarter when their operations are partially or fully suspended because of the coronavirus. So really, the listeners out there should be aware that credits don't extend to businesses that receive the small business interruption loans. So the bill also spells out that 2020 payroll taxes will be are also going to be deferred. 50% of payroll taxes will be due in 2021, and the other 50% will be due in 2022. Additionally, 2020 business operating losses can be carried back for up to five years. Wow. Okay. And this is a lot to take in. I'm sure our listeners out there, some of their heads might be spinning, but it's it's very important and it's very helpful to businesses out there and to individuals. I mean, when you think about the size and the scope of this thing uh, called the CARES Act, that $2 trillion relief package that they passed, um, combined with the fact that, you know, Congress historically hasn't gotten much of anything done quickly, to be honest. And the speed with which this bill was drafted, uh, sent to the president and signed, it got signed into law uh, relatively quickly. That's remarkable. Uh, what do you have for us next? 
Well, you know, Tony, as you would expect, the bill has a lot to say about health care. To begin with, the bill increases payments to health care providers by $100 billion through a combination of programs, including Medicare reimbursements, grants, and other direct payments from the federal government. It also calls for $27 billion in spending on tests, vaccine development, and medical uh, treatment devices, as well as $16 billion in purchases for the much-discussed strategic national stockpile that has definitely been in the news a lot lately. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that came up uh, while this whole thing was being discussed was a desire from medical professionals and lawmakers uh, to emphasize adapting, at least temporarily, some rules and regula- regulations, changing some things. What what can you tell us about that? Well, you know, Tony, the bill does, in fact, relax laws. You know, Medicare payment regulations and drug approval rules to allow a more flexible response to the coronavirus and its fallout. And as with any other major piece of legislation, it does create some new rules as well. It requires health insurers to cover coronavirus testing, as well as treatments and vaccines that are currently being developed. Furthermore, it protects healthcare workers from liability if they volunteer to fight the pandemic across state lines. So it also increases funding for healthcare training, education, and modernization as well. Well, yeah, and this is a good conversation. I mean, we're talking about this CARES Act, which is a bill that it's going to impact tens of millions of Americans, either directly or indirectly. And it does spell out relief for, you know, like you've said, Corey, large and small businesses. Uh, What do you have for us next? Well, I think the next area really to consider, Tony, is how the bill seeks to improve current economic stability. All told, the bill allocates $500 billion in targeted loans and guarantees to many industries out there, right? For example, it extends $25 billion to passenger airlines, $4 billion to air cargo carriers, and $17 billion for businesses designated as critical to, you know, to nation security. Wow. Now another, yeah, and, that, and now another $454 billion is allocated for program and lending facilities that are operated by the Federal Reserve to support businesses as well as state um, as well as state governments as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think while this bill was being debated, Corey, there was a lot of conversation about how any federal money uh, has to come with clear conditions to ensure that it's used as intended. Uh, what insight do you have into that? Well, there, you know, there's definitely, uh, Tony, a, a, a certainly a number of restrictions that were placed with this law. You know, for example, stock buybacks, dividend payments, and labor Force cuts of more than 10% are strictly banned if you do receive any of this money. Furthermore, loans issued by the Treasury are to include equity or senior debt for borrowers as well. And unlike small business interruption loans, economic stabilization loans, they're they're not forgivable. Oh, well, this certainly has been a vital topic today. And, uh, you know, the CARES Act and it's uh, all these rule changes and requirements, it's worth a chat. Uh, especially now with our finances more than ever, you need to talk to a financial services professional like yourself, right? You're, ap- you know, you're absolutely right, Tony. You know, before anyone out there makes any financial decisions based upon what's been reported about the CARES Act, it's really critical to get that second opinion. And really, that's what I'm here to do is is to really work with you, answer any questions that you have, as well as, you know, trying to establish some type of final, you know, financial strategy for you um, that 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 uh, to make sure that you're still going to have the retirement that you want um, when you do finally retire. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't have to go it alone, and you really shouldn't. And you need to work with a trusted, independent fiduciary like yourself who's going to look out for your best interests. Uh, and Corey, uh, this has been a great episode, but we've run out of time. Do you have anything else you want to share before we go? Yeah, Tony. You know, if any of our listeners out there have any questions about your strategy for income and retirement, I, I truly encourage you to visit our website at Safe Harbor. OH.com, or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address any concerns that you may have. You know, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. And the best way to do that is to set up that complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And that can, again, that can be uh, via conference call or, you know, via Zoom. And our phone number here is 614-760-0670. All right. Sounds great, Corey. Thank you so much. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll talk to you very soon. And more importantly, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.